And when I've had some extreme situations happen in my physical life here, where I was in a very extreme trauma, like a sudden whack, and there's been many times, either forced or just graced, where that selfing and what it implied stopped, yeah? Yet there was something that continued in those events. So the selfing stopped many times in life, but something continued when the selfing had stopped. In other words, there was no feeling of being a Paul, yet there was still a sense, a sense, yeah? There was still awareness there. The awareness wasn't interpreted as a feeling of being Paul, it was awareness, period, yeah? And there was many, many pauses, so I would say we're more of what continues when we stop, yeah? Than we are with the, the verbing. too high. Okay. But we have a program happening too. I, I don't. Yeah, we're here every week, every Saturday. Thank you so much. All right, you're welcome. Yeah. I'm not going to give up my program out there. This is your program out there. In the old days, my head would always submit. I remember I did massage once. It was incredible. I was taking this massage thing in San Anselmo, but it was in the summer, it was really hot, you know. And I was massaging a very heavy person, like a 280 pound person, and was, I was streaming with sweat. And, um, and, and uh, I looked in this little room while I was working on them, and I saw all these fans that weren't being used. Yeah? Now, in the past, I would never have said anything. And I just stopped the massage and I said to the teacher, hey, can we use those fans? <laughs> it's super odd here. Yeah. Before, my head would just comp it, you know, just, oh, no, I'll just keep getting smaller and smaller. You know, this is the way it is. No, there's things you can say. You know, there's, you have a pair of balls. You can stay in a position. You know, this stuff. It's all this idea. These, all these weird ideas of it being a self, you know, they're just so... You want to become so less a self, and that's being selfing more than ever, you know? The, the more in selfing you want to become less self, it's just extreme obsessing with self, yeah? <laughs> you become more of an individual because you're not an individual, yeah? Things, though, happen very immediate. If something just hits you like that's not kosher, and there's a recognition it's not kosher. It's not like an immediate, oh, muffle, stop, do, you know, it's just whatever. But this is the idea of selfing. There's so much non-selfing going on in selfing. It's incredible, yeah? Playing small, not asking for what you want, don't rock the boat, all this. This is just like socialized non-selfing, which is selfing claw, yeah? This is about having that stuff get, like unabridged in a way. It's like unedited, yeah? It's not you. It pops up just like a, something pops up in a crack in the cement. It's not you. You were never there. Things bring about an effect and then there's a reaction. None of them are you. Yeah? So there's a freedom from being good or bad or this or that. Because none of, none of what appears makes you what you are. There's something prior to all that appearance, yeah. So for me, the, like we was, I was speaking in this interview today about the selfing. The selfing isn't like what's driving you crazy. It's the feeling that there's a you being driven crazy. That's the selfing, yeah? It's not the activity you believe is driving you crazy. It's the feeling that you are being driven crazy. That feeling that something is happening to you. That constant, like, reference point that's just always seemingly there. Yeah? That's the bondage or the fixation with a, with a reference point. Yeah? So to me, the freedom isn't having all this stuff work out better. It's just realizing there is no noun in any of it. 
It's all verbing. It's all selfing. And it implies a feeling of being a self. But that's just its product. Yeah? If looked at and heard yeah, in this form of being asleep, that's the vague feeling it produces. So all day your life is lived as if it's from here or it's happening to this. Yeah? And that's contrived. It's made up. It doesn't mean it has to stop. If it just doesn't do, if it doesn't produce its product, it's just going to keep selfing. It probably will dim down quite a lot. But the selfing may still go on. But the point is, it doesn't turn into being a noun. It's sort of like, a lot of us were at some point, there's all this selfing going on, yeah? And then at one point, this shows up, which is like the noun, yeah? And then you would say, like, spiritual progress would be more, more of the verb is seen, but there's still the noun. Yeah, so this is like the authentic idea of self, or, you know what I mean, clear of self, this or that. But then if you see that the noun is just that, it's all verbing. Yeah, there's no beginning or end to it. It's just verbing, yeah? It's just like you came upon a radio station, and it's been playing all this time, and now you're hearing it. So if you could see that it's, there's no point where there's a noun, not one. If you see one little bit of selfing describes the whole situation. I'm going to whisper this talk. <laughs> one, little, one little bit of selfing describes the whole situation. All selfing. Yeah? You don't need to go, oh, I keep seeing selfing, selfing, selfing. No, maybe that will happen. But one little snippet describes the whole event. There is no noun. Each one implies a noun. Yeah? The littlest bit of it, the longest story of it, implies a noun. If the implication is seen and entertained, maybe possibly it's just an activity. Maybe all there is is a verb. Maybe there is no solid me. Yeah? No, no rigid rightness and opinion could have that much meaning. It only come, has meaning from because of the solidity of the one who has the opinion, you know? If there is no solidity, everything sort of gets looser. Starts take going its own course, maybe. Disperses your entrance, interest and attention, gets unwedded to this obsession with being the noun, and then opens up, come out of this mental yogic posture, and open up, and then you receive and give in a different way. Yeah? There's no receiving and giving. But what's received, it's sort of like you're playing ball, but every time the mitt goes up, you just don't catch the ball. Yeah? The mitt keeps going up, but you don't catch the ball. If you catch the ball, the game's on. Yeah? Oh, that happened to me. I got it. Yeah? As soon as you catch the ball, the whole game, you're in a uniform, three to four, seventh inning, you fucking blew it, whatever. You were called out of the plate. If the whole story gets written. But if you just... See the mid, see the ball, but no one catching it. There's a real lightness to the events, yeah? A real lightness. You travel lighter. As soon as the bit goes up, catches it, it's on. You know, you've got the history of your batting average. I'm a terrible fielder. Look at all the errors I've made. I shouldn't be pitching the eighth inning, but I'm pitching the eighth inning. I'll never be able to handle this life, but I have to handle this life. <laughs> all this stuff, all these mental states contrived to start getting produced, yeah? In the frame of that being the one. So if there is no one, there's no one without a second, because you need a one to have a second. If there's just none, there's nothing, in a way, just verbing, no metal whatsoever to be found, then there's a real freedom. You start sort of actually taking on the nature of a verb, which is fluid, yes. It's active, it's not stagnant. It's moving. Yeah. It's sort of like we said with the water. There's the water and there's the river going on, and the river has its currents, and you can sort of see it, right? When it's moving, you can see some of the swirling, but it's all moving, it's all going, one flow. Yeah. And then if you take a big rock and you stick it in that water, what happens? changes the currents. The water now starts to stop getting affected by the rock. starts going around the rock. Yeah? As it goes around the rock, it picks up stuff 
that's going down river and now it goes around the rock and you can see the relationship of the rock with the stuff and the leaves start building up and then some water gets stuck in the crevice and start and loses its activity, its firmness in a way, it loses its its nature and it becomes stagnant, yeah. And now something covers over it so you don't see any reflection in it and then Maybe you're feeling, oh, this is suck. How can I get rid of How can I make the water flow differently? How can I get rid of these leaves and this and that? The point is, it's the rock. It's more painful if the rock tries to get rid of the leaves because the leaves are in place because of the rock. Yeah? If the rock wasn't you and that was removed, what would happen? The currents would take their own course once again. They wouldn't be stuck in that orbit around the rock. And then the leaf that seemed to be... This is real. It's been here for a long time. Look at that. That's the. That's what life is. It's a leaf. I don't see any reflection. There's no movement here. And I'm not a bad part of the leaf. I gotta get a bigger piece of this fucking leaf. But if you move the rock, there goes the leaf. Yes. And then everything starts showing its nature. It comes and goes. Yes. Flow, flow, flow. Then there's the rock. Yeah. And then things grow on the rock. Particles, I'd say. The particles start really fucking. It's a, the rock doesn't even have its own life. The barnacles are using its life to anchor themselves and do their thing. And you want to get rid of the barnacles, but the barnacles need a place to anchor. All those thoughts about you need a rock for you to anchor on. All the fixation about you, all the thoughts about you, all the thoughts that picture you somewhere else at some other time need a rock to be able to do that. You need a fixed object that your mind's fascinated with to place somewhere else at some other time. If you weren't a rock, you wouldn't be thinking about yourself in the past. There'd be maybe thinking about it, but it, you, there would be a sense of freedom from that thinking about it, yeah? because you wouldn't be the object that's being thought about, yes? So for the mind to think as much as it likes to think, because it's selfing, that's its activity, yeah? Thinking about a you, it has to have a fixed object, and that's the bond. Yeah? When it's a fixed object, it can take you and place you anywhere else at any other time. It can think about you next week, it can think about you eight years from now, it can think about you with a different person than the one you're married with, it can think about you, and it can make all these imaginary situations and do what? just fucking go off. Yeah? And then it's producing a physiological effect where you seem to be sitting now in the body. Attraction of self. Getting ready to for a preemptive strike to occur that never actually happens. Yeah? So that moving that rock, if there's no rock, the barnacles can't anchor in. The thoughts that drive you crazy aren't driving you crazy. It's the thought that driving you crazy is what's driving you crazy. Yeah. It's the thought of being the you that's being driven crazy. The you is the engine for the driven crazy to occur. The driven crazy has no energy, none whatsoever. It juices up with the you. The you gives it its movement. Yeah. And why? Because I shouldn't be driven I should be beyond this. Look at my spiritual resume. I've meditated for 15 years. I haven't touched a piece of pork in 25 years. Celebrants. Depressed. I look at you know, I watch a little porno here and there. Well, who else? You know, spiritual porn. You know, this shouldn't be happening to me. Yeah. So as soon as it shouldn't be happening to me, what happens? The mind gets more agitated. It does what? It thinks about it. system that produces the problem reinforces the problem by giving it a solution. <laughs> it goes on and on and on and on. You can see it. If you see it, you're not that. If you're not that, that's that. Yeah. There's nothing to become. You're already, you've just noticed the act of the mind trying to become a something. It's constantly becoming a something. I think in the one translation of the Four Noble Truths, it says, uh, suffering is uh, whatever, cause of everything. 
with desire. What is it? Suffering. Desire is called desire. All right, desire. But then they, they translate the desires like the desire to become. That's what the mental process is constantly in. It's desiring to become an object, you know, so that it can be fixated on. Well, if there wasn't a thing to think about, what would you be thinking about? No. There wasn't a thing to think about, what would you be thinking about? Or what would it be thinking about if there wasn't a you to think about? <laughs> so, if I'm not that you, the system loses interest and attention in its own mechanisms. Yeah? Or the interest and attention that's sort of bonded to it, the mechanism gets released. And instead of living in a state of wanting to know, you're, you're in the state of I don't know, and then you find out what things are going on, and you find out what it's like. Yeah. And it's always an activity. It's not like you have freedom. It's a verb. You know? There's a freedom going on. It's not like, oh, I got freedom once 20 years ago, and I haven't let go of it for the last 20 years. I'm sitting on it every day. It's my freedom. It's just a verb. You're free from the bondage to the idea of being a self. So all the selfing can occur, but it never produces the feeling of a noun. It just implies it. It can't even produce it. It implies it, and then the mind produces it and entertains that thought. Yeah. When the mind entertains the mental process, it's what produces the sense of being a verb. I mean a noun. The verb can't do that. Mind that entertains it does, yeah. I mean, obviously, if a thought drives you crazy and the same thought doesn't drive me crazy, then it mustn't be the thought that's driving us crazy. It's the mind, yeah. It's the thought being entertained from that position of my, the you, gives the meaning the thought has, you know, gives it the power to affect you, yeah. It's not the thought, or if it was the thoughts had that quality, then every one of us who had a thought that day of that day would flip out. It's the same freedom that lets you attach to from suffering and from as to not attaching, right? Yeah. It's the same freedom. What do you mean freedom? Well, I mean, I think sometimes, I mean, you know, I hear this question in my head of other people. Well, you know, if we have this peaceful nature to us that's just a flowing, then why do we bother getting into pain and suffering and all these, and, and I, I, you know, the first answer is kind of childish, like, well, because if, if we're good, we get good things, if we're bad, we get bad things, but what I always come up with is, because we're just, there's just the freedom, you know, you're really you're free to suffer like crazy, but you're free to, you know, you're free to suffer, you know, you're free to have something else. You know, you talk about the three samples, and I, I'd say my life is characterized up until this moment at least by the occasional free sample, you know, and then a lot of other times where I'm like, wow, okay, well, this is major belief going on, but that's all I got to work with, so here I go. So let's say that the freedom to suffer, yeah, but if there's, if there's not a you that's exerting that freedom to suffer. The aspect of the selfing in that would be the feeling that there's you, there's a you that's free to suffer, that you chose your own suffering. That's selfing to me. Not about the freedom and the suffering, but there's a you in there again. Yeah. When the you is disarmed, you won't believe what what happens to what follows it in all those statements. See? The you is like the unspoken beginning of all these statements. Yeah. If, if the you was brought into the light, not underneath the surface, but brought to light and seen as I'm not bad, you would see what would happen to all the meaning of the statement when the you drops out. Yeah. It's weird to try to talk about it with the you still in place, but if the you drops out, so I'd rather not, I would just go and ask this question, who is it that believes it had the freedom to choose its suffering, let's say. Yeah? If the you drops out, you'll see the feeling of being free to choose suffering. See it in a new light, probably. It's the you is the whole trip to me. Yeah, it, 
because it starts, it's, it's, a, it's an unspoken statement now before every other statement the mind produces. There's an implied sense of being the you there. Yeah? That's like a linchpin. If you remove that, the whole structure collapses. Yes, yeah. It's like self-centeredness, yeah? Yeah. If the system is self-centeredness, then it's all based on self as the center. So it's like the unspoken thing in all the speaking. So all the selfing never says that. It just implies it. Yeah? So the selfing, selfing, selfing's going on. And, you're, and how we're viewing it in most cases, I, at least let's say how I used to view it in most cases, was its product was already in place. I thought there was a me watching the selfing. <laughs> so no matter if the stream of selfing gets really good or gets really bad, and I hate the bad, I like the good, the one delusional aspect was in place. Yeah? It was a feeling of being a me. Yeah. That to me is the selfing. So when I see that may not possibly be true, it's like pulling that linchpin out. And then you find out. When, while things collapse, you realize, shit, I didn't know they were collapsible. I thought that was the way it was. And then suddenly, <coughs> or the whole little, the, uh, the architecture of your mental city just starts going, <laughs> like, uh, like supervised detonations, <coughs> big buildings that had a lot of meaning, just go, <laughs> other things rise up. And you'll, yeah. Something's still there. Because this one thing, you, you hit the one little point that triggers an effect or tremors through the whole system, which is the sense of being a self. Yeah? That's how I knew. That's to me, if you want to break into solution problem, you know the problem by the solution. When there's a real, when there's a sense of what is there while I stop, when there's a strong sense, that from there you know the problem really well because you see it. And that's the reason why we can't know the problem because we're not seeing it. We're seeing from it most of the time in most of our studies. We're seeing from self, trying to get out of self. So in recovery, we just call that self-knowledge. So you gather all this knowledge about self and being the self, but what's gathering it is a feeling of you. It's just a feeling that's the whole product of self. <laughs> so now the product of self is, is, is acquiring information about itself. <laughs> It's really crazy. Eh? <laughs> so I've got this virgin land. There's no self anywhere near. I'm going to learn all about self. And build, use all this information to build this incredible, uh, incredible like barrier to selfing. And yet, all the while, that's selfing. Yeah? It's already in place. <laughs> so there was no you at the beginning to suffer. It's just the mind's tendency. The mind's tendencies are in place, it reverberates into manifestation. Yeah? If you believe you are this, then you are consumed about what will happen when this is there and, and what happened to this then. And the mind's going to think, if I can think it through, I can probably assure that I'll be in much better shape when I arrive in that terrible, scary place as this. Yeah? But the funny thing is, we're worrying about a complete stranger. Really. The personality that's being demonstrated as you right now won't be the one that will be demonstrating as you 20 years from now. The mind will be producing another version of a self. Just like the kid you were has no connection to the adult that you seem to be, personality-wise, basically, is it? When I was worried, if I was worried when I was a kid about what was going to happen to me, the me that seems to be being produced here wasn't the me I was thinking about. Was <laughs> I was thinking about the me I was then projected. This is not the me I was projecting back like then. So it was like a complete stranger has shown up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I put a lot of time into worrying about me. That's not even me when I get there. <laughs> All those terrible things I knew were going to happen to me, they happened to someone else. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like a, it's, you know, it's like a fluid verb. That doesn't produce the same personality. All this shit comes into the mix, and then it bubbles up, and that's who you think you are for a while. Isn't it been crashing when someone reflects back at you that they're not seeing you even close to how you're holding yourself? <laughs> you notice that? Have you ever been in that? 
dis- disassociated that you can't believe all these looks that people are giving you. It's just they don't seem to be seeing me anywhere close to how I see myself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> When you had this one little bit of relevance you're holding on to, and someone pulls it out, <laughs> you know you were never really good at that anyway. <laughs> the house of cards, so like manicured and you know landscaped and polished and <laughs> collapses in a split second, <laughs> a crushing blow. <laughs> oh, I hate them. For they don't mean anything to me. Whatever. Your mind immediately uses this incredible tried and true method: rationalize, excuses, blame. <laughs> you can tell a system sucks. Look at it. Any system that needs excuses, rationalizations, and blame for why things haven't or are happening is a failed system. Yeah. Any system that won't be accountable. Yeah, won't take responsibility is a failed system. Isn't it? For me, I remember when I got crushingly disappointed in my first AA dance I went to, which was my last AA dance. I <laughs> that girl I, I liked from afar, I asked her out to dance on this dance, and she said no. And the feeling of rejection, this thing that I put my mind and thought so much about and had so much meaning in, like, not can't handle rejection, so I'm not going to try much, you know. Just came all at once and just slammed me, and I had nothing to buffer it. I had no alcohol or nothing. I was sober. And it was like a crushing event. But as soon as I started walking away, in my head, I saw the system kick up from the, the crushing event, and it just started to minimize her. Oh, I didn't really want to dance with her. I don't think she's that pretty anyway. This and that, yeah? Try to bring it down to sort of increase the meaning. You know, fucking, oh, fuck her anyway. <laughs> you know, get mad at her. All this. This is just all like feeble attempts to manage what it sees as totally unmanageable, which is living. It has to kill living and make it something known to manage it here. It has to have an interpretation of it. It has to have a repeat of everything. It's all it does is refeel and repeat and represent. That's how it can manage this place. It can't manage a mystery. Yeah? It can't show up for one. So once the whole mind is relying on that self, the idea of being a self, which is that system of self-centeredness, that's what you live by. Vindictiveness, resentment, all this stuff just becomes commonplace experiences, mental states of feeling like someone did something to you. Imagine living as that. Have all these, all this light that's available just being dimmed down. Yeah? You know what I mean? Just like turning all the reflecting this way so it just reflects you. No more reflecting light. Like that just reflects you. All the reflectors. No, I'm, I'm going to turn them right on me all day. And when anything fails me, I'll just I have a story. I didn't want it anyway. Rationalize it or blame someone else for it to fail. Yeah? Instead of just seeing it's a failed system, the whole program of recovery is that admittance. You know? To quit playing God. Because that's what that system does. It plays God, doesn't it? It tells you how you are all day. You're a body. What a giant move that was. It tells you what you're going to be like. It tells you what they're like. It tells you what the world's like. It tells you what the future's going to be like. It tells you what the past's going to be like. It just pontificates as if it knows everything, yet it fucking knows nothing. And every time, all you may want is just a little joy, a little ease and comfort, a little relaxation, and it can't deliver those goods. It just keeps you, keeps giving you Stalinist plans. Five years, go back to school, get this, do that, and then, then it will be delivered to you. How about now? No, no. We've got a big backup at the factory, but plan... Layaway plan, give us all your attention and interest, and you will get what you, we're telling you. When you do this and have this, it's going to translate. You're going to arrive. You'll be finally there. You'll reach a point of being satisfied, and you'll never not be satisfied again. That couch will do it. Yeah. And yet, it just keeps going and going and going, doesn't it? Why? Because no satisfaction is produced by what it does. It's a mental cancer.
get a certain a non-nutritious feeling of, oh, I've gotten what I wanted. But really, the wanting or having it doesn't translate into a joy or, or happiness, does it? It's just a, like a mental facade. Like when I talk with a lot of people, I say, how are you doing? And they just tell me what they have and what they do. You know, how are you doing, bro? Well, I got this, I got that, and I have this. Yeah, but there's no translation a lot of times. At least it wasn't for me. It was a big gap. This is called relying on a system that's unreliable. Yeah, they can't produce the goods. So I find, for me, why go through every little nook and cranny of the system? Just find the center of it. What is it that precedes everything that ever happened to you? The sense of being the you it happened to. Yeah? What preceded every seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching? Nothing. What came afterwards that implies it precedes it is the mental interpretation. I'm seeing, I'm hearing, I'm feeling, I'm tasting, I'm touching. Yeah. If you could just see what precedes that mental interpretation, if you could see it, yes, then you would have a freedom from the mental interpretation because what precedes it is what you are. You do not come after the fact. What comes after the fact is an interpretation. It's a story. The mental process produces. What you are is a timeless event, conscious contact. It takes time to interpret that. That's what the mental process is. If you're identifying with the product of the mental process, time becomes incredibly important to you. Your thought system is based much more on thinking about there and then than now. It, it holds much more relevance and value in time than anything happening now. Yeah? But the solution to the timeless, the time situation is the recognition of the timeless state, which is conscious contact. Yeah. The seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching comes first. If you want to call it first and second. It doesn't come first. It's, that's what it is. What comes next is what we call first, which is I saw, I felt, I taste, I touched. So let's just say the conscious contact represents the true subjectivity. The mental process, by its claiming that, sets up its false God. I'm the one who's seeing. I'm the one who's feeling. So now I can have tons of opinions about what I see. Tons of, tons of stories about what I felt. Yes? And then the selfie just goes off. And then you can take the body and your mind can place it anywhere at some other time. That's what it does. Oh, I'm going to think about me next month. What could possibly happen to me? Well, if you know, if you have a straight up mind like mine, it's going to probably be negative. <laughs> what it's concerned about. <laughs> you know what I mean? Something bad's going to happen to me. I know it. See? I know it. So I'm going to neuter any finding out about anything because I know it's going to be bad. So you don't go on the trip. You don't do whatever. You fucking don't get out of bed. And then you get to be proven right. And that's the drive of the system. It wants to be right. Yeah. There is a solution. Just seeing it. If you see it, which that's all we're doing, seeing it. The interpretations we're seeing from it, but you're seeing that also. If you're conscious, you're seeing it. It's available. If that can register, and the shift, that the emphasis can shift into what you are instead of what you're not, that's the freedom <laughs> from the bondage yourself. And that freedom is activated now. It's not a freedom that you can lose. It's an activity. You live in the sense that what we would call being free from the bondage of self. That's how your living looks. Yeah? You're looking as if you're freed from the bondage of self. You're traveling later as this. Yeah? Because you're not this. Anything else to me it's just in the system itself. Self can't get out of self. So if I believe I do something, and I believe I can get something, then as soon as I do it and get what I wanted, I start thinking I can lose it. Because it's based on me once again. Yeah. This solution is you don't have it, so you can't lose it. It's already so. It's not something to be acquired. It's something to be entertained not something anyway. 
So I started with, I'm entertaining what I'm not. I'm to check it out. And in the entertaining what I'm not, it just became obvious, that's what I am, seeing that. The seeing is what I am. Yeah? My mind is structured to see it, what I am to be a thing, or what you are to be a thing, or everything to be a thing, but I am not a thing. I am the seeing of what I'm not. So, really, instead of being what I am, it's like what I am Yeah, The seeing is continuing, always. So, that's it. <laughs> Where do I begin? Who knows? Where can I end? Who knows? Yeah. I want to find my lineage. It's from nothing. How can you trace back there? <laughs> you can't be relieved from things and the thingness as a thing. It's impossible. How can a thing get relief from being a, getting relief from thingness by getting rid of all the things and yet you're still a thing? Like Ramana Maharshi said, don't give up your possessions, give up the possessor. Yeah? Give up the thing that thinks it has things. Yeah? Stop giving up all your things as a thing, give up being a thing. Yeah? It doesn't say become a no thing. It doesn't say that. He says, give up being a thing. It's not a, a, it's not a command, okay, now, be a, be a no thing. How would you do that as a thing? You'd have to take yourself once again as a thing to, be a, to become a no thing. All right, me as this is now going to become not this. It's so freaking pointless, isn't it? You can't get out of it while you're actively in it. All the getting out of it is a form of being in it. Yeah, just to see that, it startles the Zen, you know, the, uh, the selfing, and when it's startled, something continues. When you stop, something continues. What's that? What's that continues when you stop? You've stopped so many fucking times in this life. What, what is that that continues when you stop? Does it really have a feeling that it just starts up when you stop? Or is it really a sense that it's always been so? I would say it's the latter, yeah? It's all, it has a real strong sense when it's entertained that it didn't just start when you stopped. It was always so. Yeah. <laughs> you notice it when you stop, but that doesn't mean it just started there. And then when you start, it stops. It doesn't... That doesn't have a, doesn't feel that way to me. It didn't translate that way, right? So when I stopped, I didn't have a feeling that oh, it suddenly started, and then as soon as it's as soon as I start up again, it stops. No, it has a very strong sense. It has a very strong sense that it's always so. Yeah. So, what's not so seems to be so. What's always so is always so. Yeah. So what's not so seems to be so. That's the selfing. So what's not so is, is produced or, or implied to be seemingly so. But that's not so. What's so is always what's so. Yeah? It's, it's seeming not to be so to us. And it seems to sort of always work this way. It seems not to be so when you seem to be so. It's very difficult to have both of them going at the same time. I seem to really be so, and the truth seems to be so. It doesn't work that way, does it? Because at that point, the truth's an object to you. Yeah? The truth seems to be so to me. That's not it. It's the truth seems to be so when you're not so. I'm saying you're not so. <laughs> if you entertain you're not so, then it seems always to be so what so. <laughs> nothing changes it's always what's so but it will change here where things seem to be so or not so what's so will seem to be what's so when you're not so it's beautiful really so it's your absence that allows the presence to seem to be so to you It's your presence that makes what so seem to be absent. And in some of us, it drives the what's, what seems to be so crazy to get some of that. But you can't get it 
because you being present causes it to seem to be absent. It can only appear to you as a thing, like an idea or enlightenment or this and that, but that's not it. Yeah. When you're absent, that's what's so. That's the presence. You mean I have to disappear? No. It's a recognition you've never appeared. It's just an appearance. When that happens, then you're located in what's not so, which you've always been, and always will be in. And the seemingly is done. Because what does seemingly mean? It means it appears true or false to you. So everything here is seemingly. It's appearing true or false based on the mind, whatever, wherever or whatever it's involved in. If it's involved in selfing, false evidence appears real quite a lot here. You actually believe that chair has a solid meaning, that it's inherently there when I leave and there's all these things are happening and there's a real world and everything. Yeah? Some people would say that's false evidence, appearing real, or what you want to call it, Maya, they use in Hinduism or something. The illusion. So, I'm trying to think, I mean, when you're, when you're saying that, when you're not there, you know what I'm saying? It usually happens to me only when I'm engaging in something else. If I'm really engaging in a conversation, then I realize that there's no time. I've lost myself. But it never really happened when you're just sitting there, like what happens with you. Well, it doesn't happen. It's always so. That's the good news. Yeah, but I find it happens to me when I'm not engaging in myself. Yeah. If I'm and talking to yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. So there's a, something has been revealed to the mind, yeah? So the mind reveals that, just sort of like if someone presented a little bit of salt water. A person could get the whole hit of an ocean from it, yeah? So you get a little sense something works where you seem to be absent. Something's being displayed there. There's, a, there's, a, there's an invitation there. Why limit it only when I'm talking about something else or someone? It can expand. I've never experienced it just... Well, then you have a lovely yet waiting for you. Well, you will never experience it anyway. That's the good news. <laughs> for, <laughs> you, know, just, you know how it is? What happens is uh, there's some really beautiful events, and there's an absence of you. And then the head recoagulates and then claims it, doesn't it? It goes, oh, that was really great. That was really great the last hour. I really had a great time. But it didn't have that time at all. It was absent completely. Yeah? It's just getting over there. It's, it senses it and then tries to claim it. That's how it nudes the event. Yeah. yeah. Hello, when you talk about that time that you were, you were like in that space and all of a sudden you started hearing your voice coming up. And yeah. all of a sudden that voice realized you recognized it as being you. And you came back and claimed <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was talking to me, to me, to me, to me, to me, to me. And then at one point it started talking as me. And then the beauty of the events lasted for a few more hours, but everything else started to dim. Yeah. Yeah, it had re coagulated yeah. the self thing. It rose up. My head was, it was like just dangling there and grabbed it. This is what you are. And, all right. and you just had this incredible event. Get home and tell people about it. <laughs> it had no value whatsoever. Really, that's the beauty of it. The absence of me had no value whatsoever. None. I couldn't make anything out of it. I really tried to. I thought, you know, make, I could get a medal. I had a super epiphany, put it on there. But, you know, fuck it, no one was noticing it. <laughs> it had no value whatsoever. So it was forgotten after a while. Seriously. The mind just said, hey, there's nothing I can use this for. We already nuded it. Let's just throw it away. Get on with seeking it. <laughs> I want to be there when it happens. <laughs> it's persistent. It really does want to be here when it happens. And it's so stubborn about it, it will just totally become deluded about what's happening so it can seem to be here. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> It seems to be here, doesn't it? It's, it's got what it wanted. <laughs> Suffering, concern about illnesses, 
<laughs> this is it. You be, be careful what you ask for. This is what I wanted. Let's see what separation's like. Here you go. <laughs> I want out. Yeah, but now you're even more in. <laughs> so kid, get out of self. <laughs> so you stubbornly hold on to this as being you. Shit, it sort of attracts a lot of things. It does. A lot of movement occurs. It's when something, when that that water gets totally affected by that rock. The flow of that water, that rock changes its flow. Things happen around it. And it may bring about a lot of stagnancy around that rock. And the rock just may bitch to high heavens about it, not wanting that stagnancy. But in a sense, it's the cause of it. Yeah. The rock gets removed, and the current just goes on its own. It wasn't the water's fault. It wasn't the water's predilection to go around the rock. That's just the nature of things. So if the mind gets fixated on an object and then starts to create like a vortex or orbit, so then things appear and everything circling around the idea of being you, and all of what you can picture as life is now happening to you, that's an incredible sucking in. Yeah? It's like this unbelievable gravitational pull. And you may not like all the stars in your sky and the planets that are around you, but when you are the sun, when you're the center, that's there in place. You can bitch to high heaven. Because you're holding them in place. They're not fucking you. You're holding them in place. There are ways the fixation of the mind can activate. There are problems. There's things. There's things it can get absorbed around and fixated on. It's all selfish. If that's not you, I'll tell you, interest and attention isn't is only beholden to what you think you are. If you believe you're not that, your interest and attention may rest in what you really are. I don't know what that is, you have to find out. But the interest and attention will now be distributed from another point in the life. And what it brings back will be digested differently and then re and then downloaded differently into the system than from selfing, for sure. Definitely for sure. It's like being connected to a whole different format. Yeah? This is the interface for an event here, but that this interface is actually the projector of tons of meaning. It's what making this place. When this changes, yeah, then how things appear